1: Hello and welcome back to Keeping It Real with Caroline and Sophie. We are delighted to be back with you this week and thank you all for tuning in again. Um, We are very delighted this morning to have a lovely visitor, guest with us this morning called Juliette, who I met at Paolo's Body Bar and has been living with MS for the last nine years. And we would love to hear your journey and your story and your coping mechanisms.
2: Welcome, Juliet. It's so nice to have you in my kitchen. Well,
3: thank you, girls, for inviting me, and I'm so thrilled to have the opportunity to talk to anyone out there with MS and to say, you know, it is. There's lots of ways you can get around things, and you can have a life out there. Um, and it's just what you make of it. And the harder you work at it, there are times when it's pretty stressful. But um, exercise and friends and family have been a big bonus for me. Fantastic.
1: Well, you've been an inspiration to me since the day I met you in Paris Body Bar. First one at the class, always a double session, always with leg weights. Can you imagine,
2: Caroline, doing that class I took you to with leg weights? No, I cannot imagine. (laughs) But what I would like to know, first of all, Juliette, is because I don't know so much about MS. I've heard... I've heard little bits and pieces, but without really ever comprehending what it is. Could you explain to our listeners and to myself, what is MS? When did you get it? How did you find out that you had it? Like, what were the symptoms? Um, Just so we can understand what it's all about.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, nine years ago, I went numb in it was just before Christmas and I went numb in the right hand side of my face and I thought nothing of it and just soldiered on and then my balance was going and it was like I was drunk all the time and uh the floor wasn't where it should be anyway long and short of it um I was sent by my doctor straight to a neurologist and um they thought it could just be an inner ear infection or something but I had to have lots of tests And I was diagnosed just before Christmas nine years ago. And basically, in short, I mean, it's a neurological disease. They call it a chronic disease. And you have myelin sheaths at the end of your nerves. And it's where they're fighting against your immune system and against each other. So your balance and coordination is just really badly affected. And Mm. and so your head's telling you to do one thing and your body can't do that necessarily so it's and so your immune system is shot as well I'd be very careful when I'm around people who aren't well yeah um and you know yes you know there are things you can do the first thing I asked I remember is there a certain diet you should have well, mm-hmm. there's been no proof I mean some people don't eat dairy some don't eat this or some do that but it's it doesn't make any difference
2: Juliet, why do you think that you got MS and what does MS even stand for? Do you think it's something that happens? Is it a chemical thing that happens in your system? Is it something that happens if your immune system has been under attack? Is it, you say it's a chronic disease, but is it, but is it something that stems from a virus? Is it like how, or is it a genetic disease? I really would love to understand.
3: Um, no, um, MS stands for multiple sclerosis and... It is something you're born with. And some people, they have it and it never comes out. Um, and some get it in varying degrees. I know some, one lady who's never been on medication. She just has to rest a bit in the afternoon. I have the relapsing, remitting one, which means I have several relapses a year. and But then I I bounce back. Whereas if you have the progressive sort, you get worse and worse and worse. And that's really upsetting. Mm. And it is very, very... I mean, we talk about... Side effects of it and things. And mentally, I mean, you know, the exercise is what gets me through mentally. Because depression is a huge problem with Mm. MS. So with me, you asked me how I I sort of got it. I think, you know, (laughs) stress. I was going through a divorce, you know, and it could have just been the trigger but it was always in my system and anything could have started it
2: okay so what you're saying is you were born with it yeah you could have been someone who could have lived with it dormantly forever but But in your case it came out nine years ago Mm. probably maybe due to the fact that you were going through a very traumatic experience Mm. which could have weakened your immune system Mm -hmm. weakened other parts of your body essentially
3: yeah Absolutely. But it's not genetic. I think it's something like 0.5%, which is, you know, I have two sons, and that's the first thing you worry about is, I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, is it something that they could have? But it's not. And and there are varying degrees of it as well. And, you know, as I say, some people have no symptoms. But, you know, I've had, I've had some pretty rough times. And people, they say, you'd never know you had it. But when I'm having a relapse, you don't see me. Yeah. And I'm very, very proud and...
2: Oh. You know,
3: I take, you won't see me ever kind of, yeah, fine, I live in my gym kit. and mm. But, you know, when I'm feeling really bad, you just won't see me.
2: So, when you're feeling really bad, what happens? Oh, gosh, a lot of pain. Where?
3: In my body. Your body just in shuts down. In your whole body? Down. Yeah, you just <gasps> shut down. And you, you get, um, you literally crawl out of bed to go to the loo. Oh, God. It's horrid. Oh, my and I will get maybe four or five of those a year. Now, last. Up to a week. Oh. They can last up to a week. And mentally, of course, that is then, because then, you know, some like me, I have to exercise, I have to get outside, I have to. So you can't. Mm. So that's then. That's mental
2: health and you don't want to, to see anyone, health. you don't want anyone to be around you. But what gets you through that week? And what do you do when you I'm, slowly feel it coming up? Is there anything you can do to stop it? I don't know, it's coming. Every
3: morning, Caroline, every, I don't know how I'm going to be when I wake up. It's so scary. I mean, you know, I come... Gosh. I'm always... Do you see me, Sophie? I, mean, can I
1: just jump in here mm. and just say... I mean, th- th- that breaks my heart to hear you even saying that because you are such a positive person. Um, you know, as oh, I said, you. you're always... I mean, we met at Palace Body Bar. You're there every day. Leg weights, double classes, TRXing, walks by the river. Mm. You've got such an amazing mindset. And you're always smiling... You hug everybody when you arrive at the class. You're so lovely, such a gorgeous wow, person you. inside and out. And to to have that fear hanging over mm. you every day, must it be is horrendous. It is,
3: it is horrendous. And um, but it's people like you guys. And I'm not being cheesy, please. Mm. I'm not. That's what gets me through. Yeah, Aww. because it is. And the you know I walk, We have a lovely walk along the bridges over Hammersmith and Putney Bridge. I do that twice. I walk about 25k a day as well. I mean, and I mean it's but, amazing. It's the I, it's amazing. Yeah. Can I just say I don't think I've ever known anyone <laughs> well, no, do so much exercise? Sound. I know, it is four hours. But a it's day, your it's but, for your your state stays, of mind. Because the one yeah. time also, when I'm not having a relapse, the one time I'm in pain mm. is sitting down for a long time. Really? So a long haul flight or something. is a yeah. nightmare. Or and and do you take medication when yeah, you're I take yes. daily medication yeah. anyway. Okay. I used to be on injections. Um mm. And that was horrid because that knocked me out for sort of three days a week. And then, sadly, well, I got worse. So I had to go on a stronger right. thing. But that's a daily tablet. Okay. So that's better.
1: Yes. And at least you don't but, have to
3: inject yourself because that's no, that was really oh yeah, hard. No, because that was really depressing, actually. Yeah. But, you know, again, and I, I, I am positive, and I do, mm. uh, But I am human. And there of are course. times when, you know, you see me like this. And there are times I just, oh, you know, you will sort of, I yeah. call it my kicking tree moment. When I'm doing my walk, and I just start kicking things? Because <laughs> yeah. it just sort of gets out your frustration. And I don't want to download on friends because it's boring for them. And I, they always say, you've got to talk to us or whatever. But Do you, you know, have
1: therapy or do you do no, it
3: all on your own? You no, do it all myself, on your own. Yeah. <gasps> oh but it's, you know, goodness. I've got two
1: great boys. Because it's a lot
3: to take on. It is a lot. On. I've got two, a, a constant I've got got two amazing boys. Oh, and yes, how old are your great boys husband. again? Charlie's 25 and Harry's mm. is 22. Um, and, and they've been scared because mm. they've seen me bad. Yeah. You know, they've they've and it upsets them. And my husband mm. in his great and so you have a
2: new husband. I have a I new. I was just going to yeah. ask the same question because you said you got divorced <laughs> yeah. about 9 years ago. Yes. So uh, when did the new man come into your life?
3: <laughs> um well, we got married 6 years in April. Mm-hmm. Okay? So um so it was he was just before that, a couple of years before that. And, yes, Andrew. And he has two children, so I have two stepchildren. Um, and yeah, but no one's living at home apart from us. The boys have moved yeah. out, and his children are with the mother, and they come to us every other weekend. But it's lovely.
1: Yeah. It's all very fresh. And they, and they must give you another bigger picture to yeah. focus on as well. They do. also helpful at times, I imagine. Yeah.
3: No, 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 they do. Yeah. And the boys are really helpful, mm. you know.
2: And Juliet, when you're when you do wake up and you realize that you're about to have one of your relapses and it might last for a day or two days or 3 days or 5 days, how do you get yourself through that knowing that you don't know how many days it is and you know that the pain is excruciating? how 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 do you deal with that like how do you how do you feed your body how do you nourish your body how do you nourish your mind when you are going through the hardest of time and on top of that how does Andrew help and support you
3: okay feeding and nourishing the body um when you're feeling like that you just feel so sick you you just can't seem to physically well I mean Nothing really grabs you, mm. you know, because another side I effect. I imagine
1: you just want to hide, yeah. So basically. Yeah, literally. I stay want hide your on your duvet sofa and, and don't watch rubbish Netflix TV yeah. and,
3: you know, do things like have that. Have some and serious you drink, duvet days. And you drink yeah. a lot of um, kind of lemon waters because mm. you, get, you, you get this horrible metal taste in your mouth. And also part of the tablets I have, they can make you very nauseous. So I have these anti-nausea tablets, which you know but andrew's is brilliant at it because you know he he knows i'm just off food yeah with that and the boys are same and he will he'll i'll just get a text saying darling would you like some smoked salmon because he knows i love that or cuz you want mm. and sometimes you want that or sometimes you just want plain chicken yeah or something really you just you don't want anything yeah fussy mm. or um you know anything like that so it's sort of a catch 22 because you need to have something to nourish you because you're really low and your immune is absolutely shot. your immune system. so are you very susceptible
1: to getting yeah. s- really sick yeah. in those times so you can't see anybody anyway I really. know um, my
3: friends now are pretty good I mean mm. listen you know you stand in waitrose you're gonna someone sneezes you know it's not I mean I, I, I tend to run for cover these days if well, I see someone yeah. sneezing if I really yeah. do and I, if people have got a bug or something they are yeah. very good and they say to me look it's up to you yeah. Because so, I don't want to walk into it. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but I am hopeless. And I mean, all those other people out there, you know, who go very much on the diet side. And I eat very healthily in terms of, you know, I haven't eaten a piece of toast or carbs for three years. I mean, it's ridiculous because I'm obsessive. Do you
1: follow a particular way of...
3: I do um, very much. Well, I used to do sort of Louise Parker sort of stuff. She has a fitness. Well, she's actually in Walton Street. She has a wellness and fitness. Okay. And I I went to her a couple of times. It's very healthy. So it's, you know, it is the yogurts and the fruits and that. And there they do have the carbs. It's just me. Yeah. Um, And I very much, it's sort of protein and vegetables. Yeah. Um, Because also, you know, I have got, I can't be stupid not to be strong enough with all the exercise. Mm. And I've got to be, because, you know, it's very easy for me. Part of the MS, I have very low blood pressure. Right, and there have been a couple. I mean, a year ago, I ended up flat on my face at nine in the morning in the Fulham Road. Did you? Because oh I, I just gosh. collapsed because my blood pressure had got oh so low, you. and I fell. F- oh, and I fell God, flat. That's horrendous. So I ended up with this completely distorted because I, I didn't put my arms down because I literally. Oh <gasps> my gosh! But that's a, you know that's the once it doesn't. So you happen.
1: need to keep on top of it. You need yeah. to keep feeding yourself. Yeah. Keep you know, um, hydrated. I'm not very good at that. Eating, I do a lot of smacking. water.
3: But then the trouble with that is I drink a lot of water. But and then, then you you're, not loo- yeah. loo- yeah. you're not hungry. Yeah. And then the trouble is is that you're, you wash out all the nutrients. Yes. So now I have the zero tablet thing okay. that you put in, which gets your electrolytes. Okay, that's clever.
2: Julia, did you ever check out the medical medium? No. Have you heard of him? I've He's really that. quite a remarkable man, Andrew Williams otherwise known as the medical medium. And he's written many incredible books. His first book is called Medical Medium. Then he's done a book on thyroid. Then he's done a book on liver. And then he's done a book on life-changing foods. But he writes in a really magnificent way. He very much believes in curing through...
1: Feeding the right, yeah.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And detoxing, because he very much Mm -hmm. believes that a lot of these illnesses, mystery Mm -hmm. illnesses, Mm -hmm. because I suppose you could somehow call MS a mystery illness in the same way that... mononucleos, so the kissing disease, is also a mystery Ill- illness. The Epstein virus is a mystery. Mm. Where do they actually come from? Mm. And a lot of people can have these. Almost everyone mm. has the, these diseases lying dormant in our bodies. And for some people, eventually they attack and they weaken certain parts of the body and you get all kinds of other horrible illnesses. And medical medium very much believes in living in a certain way eating certain foods, and he very much believes in fruit and vegetables, and he believes Mm. in a lot of fruit, and he Mm. believes in wild herbs and wild berries, Mm. amongst them wild blueberries, which he believes is one of the greatest um, foods on this planet. Mm. But what is really interesting is how his whole write-up on these illnesses, and he's done a great one on MS, which I think you should read. But what's really interesting is also I just picked up on you saying that you had a taste of metal in your mouth. Like, where do you think that comes from?
3: I've, I have no idea. I mean, it's, it's nothing I'm actually eating or drinking, or um, I seem to put it down, is it the medication? Or Then I was told that it is a side effect of the MS.
2: So my next question to you is there was a time many, many years ago when when our, I, m- I mean, I know that my mother had a um, an aluminum thermometer when we were children. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they used to put, uh, if you had a cavity as a child, many, many years ago, yeah. they used to put metals into your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many reasons, not to mention, you know, eating fish that are yeah. filled with metals. There are many reasons why these heavy metals can get into our body. And again, the medical medium puts direct correlation between these heavy metals that can come from everything from mm-hmm. a cavity to an old-fashioned thermometer mm-hmm. to being the cause of a lot of these mystery illnesses because these heavy metals obviously toxicate the body to such an extent mm-hmm. that it weakens yeah. your immune system yeah. do you think do you think that could be quite a logical explanation
3: I th- yeah I mean it, it could be but I uh, you know I think it's something that um, yes, I mean, you know, I've had metal in my mouth and yeah. I've had, because we've all been through it and obviously things But do you think it's now. more than medication? I think definitely, cause yeah. I didn't have it before. No, exactly. You know, if I'd had it before, then absolutely fair enough. You know, if I but it's, it's something that's um, it's only come since. And I wasn't on the medication straight away, mm. so I didn't have it straight away. Um, but so, it's, so it could be, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it could, it could be, be that. But it sounds, I mean, a fantastic... You well, I've read got
1: the, um, the medical medium, so oh, I will, will be Bar- bringing thank it you. to Paros Bar on Thursday, because I'm not here Tuesday and Wednesday. And um, you can definitely have my copy. Um, oh, Danny, thank but, you. But basically, I wanted to just go back to your how yeah. to get yourself in, in a really good mindset, because mm-hmm. on the whole, mm-hmm. when you're not having to go through these horrible moments, you stay very positive. I do and stay very positive, happy. and I
3: absolutely. And, so yes, and sound- you
1: throw yourself into everything. And I,
3: I, how much exercise do you actually do a day? Do I you do work you- out every day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have no deal. <laughs> so, Monday to Friday, I have to, on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do double Paolo's Body yeah. Bar. Double
1: Paolo's. Did you hear
3: that? And on a Tuesday and Thursday, I do one bar and then mm-hmm. one TRX. at Okay. Hartmore. And then Saturday, Sunday, I do TRX at nine in the morning. But either side of the classes, I do the hours walk. Yeah. Which, doing the bridges. Yes. And then I walk... Around. Yes. Um so and plenty it's of fresh air. Plenty of fresh air and the mindset and the mindset And the mindset. And you know really the thing key. they've had with MS, you know, ten mm. years ago with MS, mm. they'd say, well, sit down. You know, don't overstress yeah. yourself. Don't now they're going much more into because as well mentally, it's so important to to, to feel strong. To feel strong. Yeah. And also just to get out. And I'm a great fresh air person. Yeah. You know, even if it's pouring with rain, just get out. Yeah, I agree with you. you know. I, I
1: agree. And I think the mindset thing is yeah. is really key. Because, and that's what keeps you strong. Yeah. If you feel strong on the inside yeah. and the outside, yeah. then you can overcome quite a lot of things that get thrown your way. I mean, you're overcoming quite a massive hurdle yeah. at
3: times, but you stay in that Mindset a little bit, I guess. I know, absolutely. And I do. You have to. And I get involved in quite a lot of, you know, I Mm. when I was working and stuff. And I, you know, if I I love, I'm quite. I'm a very all or nothing person, as you can probably tell. So if I get involved in charity things, I do a lot of charity and organising events, and we've done a lot for MS charities.
2: Yeah. So I just quickly want to squirt in something right here, right now, from the medical (laughs) medium, which I think is so interesting. Where it does say that MS. Um, And what can trigger uh, these viruses, which can be dormant viruses, but if triggered by these things, um, can come into full-blown disease. And what he's saying is the worst here is radiation, pesticides, herbicides, paint fumes, mold, bad bug bites, toxic heavy metal exposure and emotional trauma. These are the worst triggers for MS. And in his extraordinary books, he also explains how we can detox our bodies from everything from a bad bug bite to these heavy metal toxins to the pesticides in our food etc etc it is so 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 fascinating there is no disease that he doesn't believe can be overcome obviously if we're not kept under control absolutely yeah through a bit of detoxing the things that can really uh, weaken your body and thereafter feeding your body in the right way Mm. I I think what's really good I mean thank you
3: for showing me that and I'll read it because um, I think nowadays people are getting much more aware of, you know, I'm never going to get rid of it. You know, it's never going to go away. Mm. But it's how to manage what you have yeah. and to have fewer relapses. And and the, it's interesting when they say the sort of emotional stress, you know, people say to me, and my family used to say, well, you do too much and that's why you'll have a relapse. It's got nothing to do. I mean, I could run a marathon a day 50 times blow and it would be fine. The minute I'm mentally stressed, mm. that if it's if it's quite if I'm really worried about something or something's happened. That's that'll trigger. That's when it hits you. Yeah, yeah, that'll trigger. But and, equally, and I'm, I'm actually, just
1: going back to your charity work, which I, mm. is another big factor, I think, in, mm. a, in a lot of people's lives. When you feel that there's a bigger picture mm. and you feel you're helping somebody else, that also in itself helps you. And but I it does.
3: It does in the charity that. That we do. I mean, actually, my sister. She's an amazing sort of athlete. She's a trainer. The boys. Um, I mean, Harry's run the marathon. Charlie's cycled to Barcelona and then to Paris. And you know, between us and I've done stuff. And we've raised nearly a hundred thousand pounds in wow. for this charity, MS UK, which is Gosh. the MS Society does your tablets and your medical issues, whereas this is a, it's a bit like the Samaritans mm. for MS families people. yeah because you get because it's a big suddenly, thing to take yeah. on and yeah. when I when I suddenly got it my children you know they were suddenly worried and scared and was I mm. going to be in a wheelchair you know that's another thing mm. of course that you it's I think you get so scared of the uncertainty of what the future mm. holds when you have something like this yeah and you always see the worst case scenarios so the charity side it's lovely to give something back to them because they're always on the end of a phone helping you yeah that's amazing you know and other people out there you know yes it is scary but be positive and you know realistic but
1: yeah but trying to manage day to day through having a positive focus Mm. giving something back getting a bigger picture because I do think you know when you go into panic mode which I'm sure you Mm -hmm. did when you were first diagnosed because it's your instinct is to think oh my gosh how am I going to handle this yeah What am I going to do? How am I going to live with this? And you go into panic mode. And we've spoken about this quite a lot. Is when you eventually go through that process and you come out the other side and you've come to terms with it, you start making a plan. And I think part of that plan is always looking at the bigger picture Mm. and balancing out what you do, Mm -hmm. what you're giving people, how you're involved in other things, what you're doing with your life you know whether that be taking yourself off for a walk for 2 hours a day mm. or going to Paolo's body bar or trx or whatever it is it's about giving yourself the tools you need I
3: think to get you through yeah so i think a big thing that i did realize you know i've i've always been quite i I've always done sports remember i I didn't sort of say always beforehand but i was in the gym every day and i used to run a lot and then suddenly that was taken away from me mm. and i lost my confidence you know i wouldn't go to the gym because i I can still go in a gym, but yeah. I lost my confidence. And the a big thing with this is also, you know, I'm a very out there person. I love mm. a party. I like to be with people. And mm. But suddenly you lose the confidence because you're out of control. For the first time in your life, mm. you cannot control what your body is doing. Mm. And it's, it's so the confidence, you have to also keep that strong. Absolutely. Because, you know, and it's not all a substory, story, but it's just your life has changed so much. You just have to put something back into it. Of course, I mean confidence, confidence is
1: massive yeah. because it makes you put your best foot and forward and or it, not. And that's also why yeah. And you know, self worth, self valuing yourself. And it's important being to kind push to put on the high heels. Yes. You know, I yeah. wear
3: the high heels. Whether they're right yeah. for me or not, whether I'm going to stumble, you know, mm. who cares? If I stumble, mm. I stumble. I mean, you're gonna look
1: good while you're stumbling.
3: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's important. Yeah. That's a very important part of the mental side is, mm. is do you know, to have the eyelashes done or to yeah. have your hair done or, you know, wear something nice or that you like or that you feel good in or treat yourself to something. I, something I am so with we you We all there. need it. I'm 100% with you. I think
1: yeah. whatever you need to do yeah. to make yourself feel it. good about yourself, go out and there and do it. If it's a spray tan, yeah. if it's a manicure, if it's eyelashes, okay. lipstick. If
2: it's putting on hold-ups. Yeah. And high heels while frying your meatballs on a Tuesday (laughs) afternoon in your sexy lingerie. Like, do it. Yeah, Yeah. I remember when I did my first TV shows in Denmark, it was that reminder, don't save your sexy underwear for a special occasion. Mm. Why not put on your heels while you're cooking on an everyday basis for your husband and your children Mm. or whoever you have in your life who you might love? I mean, be your best, be Mm. your sexiest, be your... Yeah, be your best every Mm -hmm. single day because it'll make you feel good and the energy that you then give out as a result of feeling good is going to make everyone else feel good as well. Well, and it also comes back to you
1: you put it out there and you get it back and it's it's amazing how when you change your mindset which took me a while last year to change when I was going through lots of things in my own life not not bad but you know when you put the right energy out there and you put your best foot forward and you start really believing in yourself and believing that you can
3: accomplish things it's amazing what a knock-on effect has that has well first of all I'm going to say Caroline I have to say my husband's going to love you now because if I'm <laughs> going to start dancing around the kitchen and
2: that sort of thing but, oh, but again goes to, it goes back to the confidence but honey why not it's one yeah, life I know and you look fantastic and you're still relatively newly married you've only been married for six years so you know what's holding you back honey <laughs> I shall give you some hold ups for my <laughs> stocking collection before you leave here today I tell you that and I expect you to wear them tonight
3: <laughs> well thank you very much yeah I think and I think that's also great it's sort of because you get confidence in yourself to do mm, that. Cool. Yeah. And to wear that sort of thing and not to feel stupid. And I I think it's a great idea because we all mm. save things for you know a smart event or something and then you never wear them and then yeah. You're you're right. You know, feel good about yourself. But,
1: but also, you you obviously look fantastic. You oh, work yeah, out you. every day. You're in powerlars and TRX and walking, and so your body is incredible. And that must you, also you're in control of yeah. of your body, how it looks. Yeah. and
3: actually, that must give you strength and confidence. It is. I mean, as that, well. it does. It went back to sort of all or nothing. I think mm. you know, it is, and I I can be you know. Um, very tough on myself at times in what I eat and mm. what I put it my body through in terms of exercise but that's just part of a discipline for me and mm. again it's it's, a, it's the control yeah you know my body is out of control in terms of the MS mm. but I can I can be in control of my body Mm-mm. you know yeah
2: Julia do you combine your life now that your boys are so well There, they've flown from the nest do you combine your life with work as well
3: no I don't actually I'm very lucky I do have a very nice life I, I, I do stuff with my husband and I have to do some um, work things with him and just because the boys have left
2: sorry what does your husband
3: do uh, he uh, runs a financial PR um, company and just as left it doesn't they're in a flat mm-hmm. up the road and mummy still pops in and they never <laughs> ask because yeah. I sort of can't let go so I, I don't still think I'll pop in, let go and I still will go and iron their shirts, and I'll still, yeah, because yes. Yeah, so I, just because they've gone, it doesn't mean you're not needed still, yeah, which is great. But I don't, I don't work on an and but I you used, do lots of charity. I work. do charity, and yeah. I used to work. I mm. mean, and then I was diagnosed, um, and I had to give up because also, you can't rely on me in terms of a nine to five every day. Job, just in case I have a relapse or something.
2: Mm. What were you doing in your working life? I trained as a
3: fashion journalist at London College of Fashion. Then I went into advertising. It was all very varied. And then I ended up working um, with Sebastian Coe, the Olympic runner. And I looked after him for four years. And then I got married to my first husband, had two children, and didn't go back to work really. Yeah. And then when my youngest son, went to boarding school. I went and worked as a stylist um, for this... It was sort of a a shop that was by appointment in Parsons Green. And um, so I went and worked as a stylist there. Fun, um, yeah, just to get back fun. out. There. I just wanted to do yeah. three days a week. Both mm. boys were at boarding school, and yeah. like, you know, and I wanted to use my fashion knowledge. And yeah. you know, it's great fun dressing people who've got lots of money. And <laughs> I also think it's quite nice to have your own thing. It was really nice to, to go, have to, my own to, thing. you know, to
1: fall back on and, and, and to have yeah, feel like you have your, your own independence. independence exactly. And
3: then, um, well, then I was diagnosed, and so I really did have to sort of. And it's, it was quite heavy work. I mean, mm. some of these clothes—it was, a, you know, it's quite yeah. heavy. But I love the, I to do trips to Italy, buying mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. then sadly, she closed down anyway. But you know, and it was a lovely number while it lasted. But um, no, I'm. But you're focusing on your. I'm focusing on stuff. And your yeah, and I do. Yeah. And I. And I as I say to you, if somebody wants an event organizing, I get involved also with a charity child bereavement u k. Oh, yeah,' the Lady Julia Samuel, set up. Oh that's so. Pretty. and um and I so I've done things mm. like charity sort of lunches and taking people along. You know, I do bigger sporting or organizing an event.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So. amazing. well,
1: it's um it's incredible. Your journey has has just been amazing. you know you've got you've been divorced, you've got remarried you've got a combined family, you've got your, you know, MS under control on the whole. You're happy,
2: you're
3: healthy, you're living your best life. Well, thank It's It's really lovely. Thank you for letting me come and talk to you about it.
2: Have you ever, do you ever do like a diary or a journey or something that people can follow and be motivated and inspired by you? I mean, you're so motivational. I mean, there's you know, I, I think that in life when we've been through some some big experiences, good and bad for that matter, I think it's such a wonderful uh, part of a healing journey to kind of share your experiences. And I'm just wondering for all our wonderful listeners out there who some may sadly be diagnosed with MS, some might know someone who's diagnosed with MS, you know, is there a place to go to get support? Um, is there a place to go and be motivated? Is there like a... A world? Community, yeah. There are,
3: um, uh, I mean, the charity provides things, sort of information, or people that you can talk to or that have gone through it. Or, And I'm sure you can look up and people will be doing their own. And I, I never have. And there's no reason, because, you know, obviously training in sort of the journalistic side, writing is a release for me. Mm. So sometimes... You know, when I've had really, really horrible times, yes, I have sat down and written it down, but in a, mm. like a private book, because mm. I, I just didn't share it, because I didn't think anyone would want to read it. And it's a funny mm. thing. I'm know, sure, maybe they would, though, it or maybe would be would, a great gift just, for yes, some people who are going through
1: the same thing.
3: I don't, yeah. I wonder why would they want to hear, and it's so sweet of you to, to want to listen to me today. I mean, I would never have thought about it.
2: But I just think in this world, there are so many people out there who feel alone. Mm-hmm. Mm for so many different reasons.
1: Or so terrified of what to do next.
2: Absolutely. And for so many different reasons. Mm. And I just think that when you're when you're open enough and comfortable enough because you've made your peace with your circumstances, I just think it's such a wonderful gift to share what you've been through because it does give people hope. Mm. And it does make them think, wow, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And I absolutely think that, you know, if you have done a little diary at the times where you felt bad, what an incredible gift to share that with others because they will also know that you came out of that. No matter mm. how bad you felt, you came out and right here, right now, you're sitting in my kitchen looking fantastic with amazing energy, sparkling as a human being with a chronic condition, which you have been able to find a really comfortable, most of the time, way of living with. And I think that is the most inspiring thing ever. Mm.
3: Well, I thank you, Gosh. That's a really nice, lovely thing to say. Very humbling, and it's something, yeah, that maybe I should do because I think there are people out there scared, and it might be, mm. it might not be MS. They might have cancer. there yeah. might be some arthritis or mm. or something else, and they just sort of don't know where to look for. It is sort of the mental issues. And I think that's a really, it's a really good thing. This mental health mm. coming to a head now, and people. You know they're not so shy about talking about it, and I think, yeah, okay, I'll take it on. I will yeah. start writing it. Is there anybody that you've read, or have you have you no, read anything I've, that's inspired no, you? Or? No, 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 no. I've, I've been or a seen bit, anyone has seen? No, because when I first got it, and people would say, "Gosh, I know someone with it. You could talk to you on mm. it." I didn't want to go down that route. You know, mm. I I didn't want to sit opposite and someone to tell me how bad or how good they were or whatever, because I wanted to be different. Mm. And even now, I have to go to the hospital um, for checkups, and um, I make sure I'm in my Chanel shoes and my nice mm. coat, and my hair's done because I mm. know when I walk in, and I was saying a bit about being scary, and you know, I want to be inspirational for myself mm. to get through, and not to be in a daggy tracksuit and, and surrounded mm. by all these people. Yeah. That
2: they worry. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I absolutely love that. What a wonderful way of of turning it around. I mean, mm. that is absolutely incredible. Can I ask you, when you go for your checkups, what is actually a checkup for MS? What what does it entail?
3: Um, I have to go to a neurologist um, once a year. Mm-hmm. And he bas- I have to have MRI scans on my spine and my head. Because basically, with MS, you've got lesions in your brain. And that's how they know it's MS. So... You know, I've got four lesions in my brain, which is where things aren't connecting properly, which is the nerve endings. So they basically check you haven't got any more, which mm-hmm. is, then pressing. And that your, sort of your spine, your spine is like the tree trunk and with the, all the nerves are going, so they're the branches. So if yes. my spine is bad, then it's going on on to have a knock-on effect. Yeah. So I have scans of that done. So they have the results of those. So they will just tell me, and then they'll check that my tablet's, are working and that I'm happy with, you know, mm. I'm, I am i don't feel any worse or anything, so I don't need to change my medication. So, so it's a
1: constant monitoring. Yeah, and constant, it is. you and have had to have stay on top of it. You
3: had to have blood yeah. tests every six months because mm. the um, tablets can affect your liver.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So they won't, you know, they just have to keep an eye on yeah. it and that sort of thing.
1: So, and, and what do you do when you're not working out and you're not? Um, running around and doing all big walks. What do She you puts do? on
2: her high heel shoes yeah. and goes dancing, it sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to be cooking in, in my you, underwear um, from
3: now onwards, I'll tell you. What do yeah. you do for, for fun? I what do, what's your well, favourite thing to well, do? Oh, gosh, I look. I love being with my family and friends. Mm, I mean, mm. I do a lot with my friends. Mm. Um, I also... <laughs> there's this lovely pop-up cafe across mm. the river on by the boating houses, and I provide them with cakes at the weekend homemade cakes oh my gosh we, we haven't mentioned you're so, amazing I know and then and then yes. very sweetly um, my son's and girlfriend Charlie's girlfriend and very much her mother without me knowing put me up for British Bake Off and yeah. I've got through to the next round and I'm waiting to hear now if I hear by February the 22nd then I have to go for
2: auditions and, Amazing. But I might
3: not. I might not get well, it. Well, we're manifesting that for you. That is so <laughs> yeah.
2: cool. Like, what kind of cakes do you make?
3: Um, well, for Donna Across the River, I do um, the standard ones she likes. She likes the carrot cake, and I do these marble chocolate flapjacks, and I do velvet cakes. But what I love doing, and I do them for, like, for a great friend of mine who I work out with, I did a TRX birthday cake, which was two tiers, but then I construct a studio. Oh, my so, gosh. So... It actually looks like a studio and I've done wedding cakes and I've done, but I do it that for fun because I love, (gasps) I'm literally lying in bed with a notepad beside my bed and I'll suddenly think, God, how am I going to construct this scene? Or, you know, I make the little weights that went on the cake and everything.
2: Wow. But sweetheart, I just saw something happen in your face the moment you started talking about your cakes. (laughs) I mean, this is like, this is like your big, great, extraordinary passion. Seriously.
3: It's it's great. I'll tell you, it's a, it's a great um, kind of release as well just to do something. And it's creative. You know, I loved mm. it. And it's mine.
2: Mm. You know,
3: it's not... It takes me out of and away from, you know, some other things. And, you know...
2: And it's happy and it's, and it's therapeutic happy. and it's rewarding. And it brings and passing, people joy. It's yeah. passing yeah. on joy to yeah. someone else and lots of deliciousness yeah. to someone else.
3: And everybody, yeah. that's what's so lovely. Everybody, you know, they, they're asking you to it because they want it to do it. And mm. I was looking back because I had to send in to make off all the cakes I've done. What
1: did you send in as your application?
3: Well, I had to send back past cakes. So right from yeah. my... When Charlie was five years old, I did a snakes and ladders board as a cake. Through to a Pikachu for Harry. Through to a wedding cake I did for someone. How many tears? Well, that that was three. That was, and they were one on top of each other. So rather than the poles, they were sort of they
2: very modern, sitting on each other. Juliet, do you do Christmas cake with marzipan and royal icing?
3: I made ten Christmas cakes this year for people with marzipan and icing, and I'll make you one.
2: I'm putting in the order right now. It is my favorite cake in the whole wide world. Like my favorite cake in the whole wide world. Like my favorite. (laughs) I love, 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 love a homemade Christmas cake with the marzipan and the very hot, hot, hard royal icing. Like I. Die? Can I order two and then have the first one in November?
3: <laughs> you can order two, and you can have them before. You can have them anytime. I make them in October. Do you, how long do you have to keep them? Because they there—that's quite a process. I make them in October, it? yeah, and then I feed them with brandy every Sunday. I have all the cakes on my breakfast bar, ten of them, mm. and I'm literally spooning brandy into them. So wow. they do. So they come out. So by Christmas. You're very drunk quite, on my I'd Christmas cake, yeah. <laughs> and you can definitely have to. I promise okay. you. Can I? Have you Yay! ever tried? Have you
1: ever tried Christmas cake with cheese? It is it's the most. Oh my god! It's the most delicious thing in the world ever. I didn't. I I only had it a couple of years ago. Wensleydale cheese, which is like a soft but hard, a, hard, a soft hard cheese with the fruit cake. It is out of this world. Darling
2: heart is the most delicious thing yeah. ever. I mean, don't you at, at Christmas time have your big Stilton and your yes, and your honeycomb on the together. side? on the With honeycomb on the side? In Denmark, yeah. for breakfast, and in Sweden, and in Norway for that matter, because Juliet does have a lot of Scandinavian in her too. You know what we love for breakfast? We love to have a piece of toast mm. with cheese mm. and either cheese with honey or cheese with raspberry jam or cheese with strawberry jam. Wow. We do a lot of mixing do, yeah. of the of the sweet, of the sweet with the and cheese the and i mean my god fig bread with cheese oh yes christmas cake good. with yeah. cheese delicious
3: yeah yes we do that my mother's half norwegian half danish and they do a lot at home i would never have cheese without jam no of course not because, because, you? oh no you i always, don't think i've ever had and cheese we had one and bear.
2: <laughs> i'm gonna make you one right now so
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but i will yeah. too if you love christmas cake have you ever had simnel cake do you know what simnel cake is? You have it at Easter. So it's Christmas cake, mm. but you have, in the running through the middle, is a layer of marzipan that when it cooks, because it cooks, it sort of melts. So I'll make you one. And, oh. then, and then you have marzipan on the top, and then you have um, little balls of marzipan, which are the apostles, the 11 apostles. On top. Wow. So, so have you never... You look I've it up never and even I'll make, I'll make, a make you one for
2: Easter. I've never had that and I'm so excited about that. I mean, I'm already drooling right now.
3: Um, I'll make Sophie one too.
2: <laughs> you yeah, can I'll both,
3: have a slice of yours. You can
1: what both have What am I going to do? I, I can't eat that and go to Paolo's Body Bath. No, I'm really kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gosh, can we
2: just go back to talking a little bit about Paolo's Body Bath? Yeah, so I would Sophie like to talk about this Sophie took you, me there last week. We and, had the most um, hilarious experience. I mean, seriously, Julia, you would probably have died. <laughs> uh, it, and... I think in my world, it was definitely an hour, 15 minutes.
1: It wasn't there. It was 100% (laughs) an hour, 15 minutes.
2: minutes, 50
3: minutes, 55 minutes.
2: Okay. Well, the class that I was in was an hour, 15. And after 15 minutes, I was literally dying. It was the hardest thing. I mean, my, my ass was on fire. I mean, my whole body. But ached. How do you look so fit? You look so fit. Sophie is really fit. Sophie's is every day. Sophie is really, she really looks fit. Amazing. Sophie is really, really fit. I may look it because I have a an un, an incomprehensible metabolism which I have always been really blessed with one of the women we hate I was going to say <laughs> I do
1: not have an incredible high metabolism hence being at Palace Pretty Bar. not just for the weight but for the mental yeah. frame of mind and, and you've made a you know. lot of
3: friends there, haven't you, you I love it. my community love you there. there and yeah. I do I,
1: I, you know it just brings me joy in the morning mm. I look forward to it every single day I never thought I'd be that person I never thought I would really love working out because I didn't really work out in my 20s Not really in my 30s. I I got a personal trainer before I got married because I thought I want to look really good in my wedding dress. Uh. And then I I rode horses all my life and that was kind of my exercise. I did a little bit of running and then when I got divorced, I did a lot of running Mm. just to run out that kind of Mm. all of those emotions that are going through. And then when I moved to the Alphabet Streets is when I discovered Paola's Body Bar.
3: And then it just became an addiction. Well, she's... she's so good. She has it, it run so well there. And I've been going there now for three years or two 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 and a half years. And, you know, it's great because of the people you meet. And everyone's mm. local and we, we all care for each other. You know, yeah. if you're not there for a bit of time... I know when I've had a relapse and suddenly... You know, people say, "Gosh, we," you, you know, we're right, or I'll get a text from someone, mm. "Are you okay?" Because they know that I'm always there, mm. and they really care. Yeah, and, you know, they're not in, they're not interfering with you. They just want to check you're okay. And,
1: it's, and we all it's, care about each other. It,
3: it is such. A, I
1: want to take you to Fulham because it is such a wonderful environment and atmosphere. Community, mm. and it's lovely. I drop the kids at school every morning, and I'm excited for my hour of workout where I feel challenged and fabulous at the end of it but I'm also seeing all my friends which is so but darling nice. as we
2: spoke about with Paula when we um had her in the kitchen a couple of weeks ago mm. we did agree that the next class I'm going to be doing is one of the very mild classes <laughs> so because you tell me when the mild class is even in and, is and I'll be there there, class. Is a,
3: there is there is not a mild class I don't know whether you was it a burn class you did it was it was burn and it was at KXU so it was a busy uh, okay. class I th- I'll tell you what if you were to do signature is inverted commas supposedly the the easier mm. of, to start off so if you but I tell you it's not easy because when you're doing it properly. You're it burning hurts. every single... It's just a yeah. different... It's a different discipline. It's, so it's about... Burn or I tell you
1: what it is, and you're very good at this, actually. It's about breathing through your pain barrier. And once you realise that you can breathe mm. through it... You realise that you can actually cope for the full hour with doing all the exercises, and you're going to see the benefit of doing that.
2: Okay, deal. <laughs> when is the next signature class in Fulham this week? I love it. I'll meet I'll you there. i have to look it on the schedule. Are you going to be there too, Juliet? I'll there every
3: day
1: this week. Oh, amazing! Juliet so, where two classes Juliet, a when day.
2: is... Back to back. You do two classes. Yeah. A day. I did. Yeah. Two. I, did,
3: I did two. Or TRX. and I do.
2: I wish you guys could see what my face looks like right now. <laughs> I think my eyes are popping out of my head. My tongue's popping out of my throat. <laughs> two classes a day. Like, yeah. that's insane. Oh, cool. Well,
3: I do, yeah, I do the two, as I said, I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two powlers, And then on a Tuesday and Thursday, I do eight o'clock powellas and 9.30 TRX somewhere else. Oh. And then I do TRX Saturday, Sunday.
2: In, uh, if we can find out when the next signature class is, I will be joining you girls in Fulham. That would be the greatest pleasure. We absolutely, 100%. Love to have you. And we then I think either me. before or after we meet in my kitchen and have coffee with... Um, if you don't eat carbs, I'm going to make you my nut bread. My delicious homemade nut bread made only with almonds and pumpkin. Oh. I basically blitz almonds and pumpkin to make a flour. And then I add... Sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, linseed, little bit of pink Himalayan salt, bit of chia seed, few little herbes de Provence, and water. I let it sit for an hour and a half, and then I bake it in the oven at 150 degrees for an hour and a half. It is the most delicious bread substitute, but I'm serving it with cheese and <laughs> strawberry jam. I'm coming. You're coming, honey. We'll
3: have to do powders before. Let's well, do it. And then that sounds fantastic. And then I will make sure I bring you the Simnel cake. Because you have to have that. I want to
1: try that as well. What's your what's your signature cake? If we're talking signature body bar, what's your signature cake? What's your what do you best at? The
3: one oh gosh. The one that people love is the carrot. Okay. The carrot. I love cake, a carrot it's very cake. gooey. And I don't mm. put in the raisins, I don't put in Things like that. But i um, it's, it's the creamy topping Ooh, that people yum. love that. yeah. And then chocolate cake. And I make also, I have a, we have a lovely neighbours and I have a lovely old 85-year-old next to me who's not very well. So I make her cakes. Oh, and then I have another so elderly sweet. lady down the road with a disabled son. Okay. So I take, I've just took care of chocolate cake. So you Sunday. are actually very busy helping your... Oh, yeah, your I do. And I do a lot for community. my neighbours. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot. And... yeah. You know, and I've lived in Fulham now for thirty years. And at Christmas, yeah. I make homemade truffles and take them to the local. So my doctor and the chemist and the <laughs> do local I shop lady.
1: <laughs> I mean, are, you
3: couldn't be any lovelier if and you tried. No, but I just when, is, it. when do you find out if you get through to Bake Off? If I haven't heard by February the twenty second, then I'm not through. They don't let you okay. know if you haven't.
1: So we are going to got, literally manifest this. For I've you. got
3: to. I've just got to hear, and they were very mm-hmm. sweet. So they said, "Look, be very proud of yourself." Even getting if you don't, because it's yeah, it's a hell of a lot of people. I can imagine, yeah. But I'm also very nervous. Somebody did say to me at Powell's, "Do you want to do it?" And it's like. Of course I do, but it's nerve-wracking, you know. Yeah, well, listen,
1: I'm all hands on deck and you get you. it, and
3: you need to have
1: all <laughs> or outfits or anything, <laughs> oh, you know. Yes. Well, you're a stylist, but I mean whatever. No, 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 I was. But um, we, can uh, do a, you. We, can we can do, do a trying on
3: session. Absolutely. <laughs> Your bake-off you. outfit. Um, but thank you so much Julia, for coming today. It's for been coming, an absolute honey. Oh well thank you so thank you so much for having me. And A, well, it's been great to talk about what you want to do. It's been such fun. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. whoever's listening. These two are the best girls, and it is the best so coffee sweet. I have had ever, and it's just such lo- so lovely to be with them both, so thank you. Well, thank I, you for I have to
1: say, you know, when I asked you to come on, you said to me, I don't know if anybody will want to hear what I'm saying, and I said, I'm sure they will, and you said, well, if I can just help one yeah. person That's what I get out of bed in the yeah. morning and put it their best foot forward then I want to do it and, and if I I,
3: if it does work and if I have helped somebody out there listening then let Sophie and Caroline know because they can tell me and um, it'll yeah, boost
2: you it will boost you yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's
3: just it's nice to know that that's you know I've helped
1: someone oh well thank you so thank much you. and can't wait for more powers, Body Bar more
2: cakes me too can't wait more to do the, the the calm one and then have Cho Cho, cho- Toast, cheese and strawberry jam. Can't wait. Thanks for coming, darling. Thanks for coming and thanks for listening.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey,
2: Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: Hi, this is Bachelor Clues
3: from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950, with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico, to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call one 800 clubmed or your travel advisor.